Hi, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to the MM&M Podcast. I'm Steve Madden, General Manager of MM&M, and I'm coming to you live from the show floor at DTC Perspectives in Boston. My guest on this uh, installment of the podcast is Horace Clark, Vice President of Account Management for BlackDoctor.org. Horace, welcome. Thank you for having me, Steve. I'm glad you're here. Horace, tell us a little bit about BlackDoctor.org. Yes. What's it all about? Yeah, so BlackDoctor.org, we affectionately refer to ourselves as BDO. We're the leading health and wellness publication for Black um, and we've been in business for the past 17 years. Uh, and what our tagline is where wellness and culture connect. So when you think about that particular tagline, there are a lot of different health and information sites that are out there. But when it comes to really connecting with Black America, culture does play a part in that, right? And so one of the things that we've been doing is working with our audience and making sure that we provide quality information and content about how to live healthier and better lives. So we do that through our website, which is blackdoctor.org. Our CEO is Reggie Ware. As I said, for the past 17 years, we've been talking to the black community about how to not only eat healthier, but how to live better life, how to deal with unfortunate situations such as multiple myeloma or sickle cell. So it's consumer focused and you've uh, built communities within uh, within the site. Absolutely, absolutely. So the name blackdoctor.org was done by design. The two most respected professions in the black community are the black doctor, and the black preacher, right? Uh, we weren't building a church, and right? Black, black preacher, yeah, 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 it was already <laughs> already taken. So, so we are a consumer-focused web property, consumer-focused website. But we do actually work with many of the black physicians. We have a database of about 60,000, what we call culturally sensitive physicians, right? Because we realize in order for people to actually get the treatment that they need, there are not enough black doctors to treat black America, right? But we want to have those conversations with doctors from all walks about how to deal with the various concerns or challenges that a black patient may have when they walk through their door. Mm-hmm. The tagline about culture is really, uh, it's really interesting. Talk a little bit about how, how culture plays into what you do and why it's so important. Yeah, sure. Great, great question. So when we think about culture and, and how this actually works, I'll give you an example. When COVID first hit uh, and the uh, message came down that everyone, you know, work from home. Many of us grabbed our laptops and work from home, not a problem. But when you looked at Black America as a whole, the numbers were very small. I think some of the numbers were saying somewhere about 10% of Black America was able to really work from home. So what, what we wrote about and what we talked to our audience about is how do you stay safe when you have to return back to work? How do you stay safe when there are multiple generations within the household? So bringing that cultural element into the content that we create allows not only a connection with the audience, but it allows the fact of the relevancy to what that particular person may be experienced. So that culture piece, it's not just about how do you treat treat cancer or, or how do you deal with uh, some of the other health conditions, but how does it affect you in your day-to-day life? And that's really where what separates us from many of the news, news and information sites that are out there. One of the things I think uh, that you must have to work against is the historic sort of distrust of the medical establishment that, that many people in the black community feel. Yeah, yeah. So when you talk about the distrust aspect of it, we define it in a couple of different ways. Um, we say that mistrust and distrust are two different things, right? Oh, that's, Mis- that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, that. mistrust is really that feeling that individuals that you may have, right? I don't think I should do this, or maybe I shouldn't go over here, right? That's that mistrust, that that gut, that that feeling you may have in your gut, right? Or just just the thought. 
The distrust aspect is based off of historical facts, that things that you may have experienced personally or things that you have uh, experienced through, or, or history has basically put in, in, in place. So that distrust aspect of it is unfortunately what uh, Black America has to deal with. And I think what we're starting to see happen now in 2022 is that many people within the health industry and the pharma community are saying, you know what, let's have this conversation. Let's really address the distrust factor. How do we not only say that we hear you, but how do we help people move past it? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things. I think you have to acknowledge people's concerns uh, and then work with them on finding the solution of how do you how do you move past. And I think when it came to COVID, that was one of the things that Black America had to face that others did not. We had to talk about Tuskegee. We had to talk about other things. Once we move beyond that, then we were dealing with how do we deal with the uh, vaccination and getting people uh, safe. Well, what, how did you do that? Yeah, no, no. One of the things that we did was we actually did a lot of research. We asked a lot of questions and uh, we found out very early that uh, that distrust factor was real. What we started to focus on was understanding the needs, the concerns and challenges. And we realized that we had some tough work to do. So we worked with our editorial staff. We worked with Dr. Reed Tuxen of the Black Coalitions Against COVID. We actually introduced, we were one of the first uh, websites to introduce Dr. Fauci to the black community. We created a COVID resource center. We dealt with the issues, many Facebook lives, working with many partners in the space. And one of the things that we found out, we did a survey in May and we asked a very tough question. And that question was, how helpful was BlackDoctor.org in helping you become vaccinated, right? And what, did, and, and what did you find out? You know what? It, it could have went one, one way or another. We had about uh, about 60% of our audience said very helpful. Okay. And it was about about two, less than 2,000 people took that poll. At that point, we knew that we were actually making a difference. So we're very happy with those results. So, you know, we're, this is a marketing, medical yeah, marketing sure. podcast. Yeah. And we're, we are essentially at a marketing conference, yep. right? Um, does Black Doctor have a perspective on um, efficacy of marketing to Black consumers? Yeah, I think you have to be honest, right? You have to be open, and you have to understand the needs and challenges that, that the community is facing. One thing that we see happening quite, and we have this conversation with many of our former partners, is that unfortunately, um, you have to reach, you have to make the outreach to the community. And you have to be prepared whether you may, ha um, may have some backlash, you may have some backs, so a little bit of friction. But here's what we see happen over a period of time is the fact that the black community, unfortunately, is not being talked to enough. And so while people sometimes may have their guard up, uh, what we see really taking place is the fact that, unfortunately, the latest products aren't being shared with the black community when it comes to newest products on the market. There is unconscious bias when it comes in the, in the, in the health, health industry. Our community is open to the eye, open to how to stay healthier. And so if there's a banner rotating across their site or display ad unit or email marketing, guess what they're doing? They're clicking on it, they're engaging, they're asking questions, they're going back to their physician and saying, hey, uh, tell me more about that. And so we have numerous amount of studies and research that shows that our audience is responding with high engagement, high click-through rates, providing of emails. And so we start seeing from a marketing standpoint with our former partners, uh, from a business standpoint, they're able to grow market share, they're able to uh, not only move product, but they're also able to make a difference in the community. So they're able to grow business by doing good. What can marketers do better to, to address some of those concerns that you just listed, like unconscious bias? Yeah. It, it, it comes, it, it, it starts with everything from like casting uh, in, in commercials, I think, to me, which media outlets the, the ads get placed you know, on. Yeah, I think it starts with the very simple thing, capital. 
right? First start by making the investment with those Black-owned media companies that basically are the trusted platforms for the community, right? Working with them and also understanding the needs of the audience. And that comes through research and listening. And one of the things that we see uh, a challenge that happens in the farmer space on the ad side, the advertising side is, is, is this. They're great programs that are created. They're great creative that's developed. However, they're not running in those culturally relevant spaces. And that's the difference. So we'll love to be able to work with companies on saying, hey, you have a great idea bring it to that particular platform or distribution partner or website that actually is trusted by that community. Can you name a few? Yeah, yeah. Besides Black yeah, yeah. You know what? I think when you begin to look at many of the companies that are out there, you look at um, everyone from Essence has a great website when you talk about a connection with their audience. You look at Black Enterprise, been another more of a business focus. You look at Black Health Matters is another web property that are out there. They're fantastic web properties that really connect with the audience. And so what we look at is, is the ability to uh, be in the right place with the right message, and that's advertising one-on-one. And so I think that's one of the things that we talk with our partners about doing. So I remember when the vaccine was first produced and released, there was a lot of talk about how there would be like resistance to it within the Black community just because of some of the, the instances you talked about, like Tuskegee. Um, did you find that that working with key opinion leaders um, actually worked to like help get shots into arms? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we saw, um, and we did a couple of surveys. We're we're, we're a data driven company, so we do a lot of research. We ask a lot of questions, right? We want to make sure that we're putting the right stuff in front of our audience. We asked our audience basically, when it comes to the vaccine, who do you trust? Really, uh, number one on the list was the physician. Behind that were uh, health information sites like blackdoctor.org. Mm-hmm. At the very bottom of the list were celebrities and family members, right? Family members? Yeah, yeah, at yeah. The yeah. The and really at the, at the bottom, right? Yeah. Because again, I think, and, and we begin to look at the importance of influencers, and we know that influencers, when we talk about kind of celebrities, do a, a fantastic job at certain things. But I think the importance of COVID and having the information and having the right information and dealing with many of the, uh, the myths that were out there, they wanted to hear directly from uh, the experts in the space. And that's when we, and that's when someone like Fauci, and we introduced him, as I mentioned, uh, to the community, did an amazing job, right, of helping dispel some of those myths, as well as many others, right? Uh, so I think hearing from those top medical experts really played a major part, as opposed to your uncle or cousin who's saying, hey, I'm not taking the vaccine, or I am. Yeah, Thanksgiving could get really sideways <laughs> with, that, with that conversation. <laughs> right, exactly. Were, were there other KOLs? One thing that sort of an unwritten rule in healthcare is that, like, I want my doctor to look like me. Or I, li- <laughs> I, I like it when my doctor looks like me. Were there KOLs who are black doctors, um, black scientists who are particularly effective with that? Because yeah. I, I think I think our this, the audience listening to this would would really like to know that. Yeah, yeah. Our I, w- I would say one of our strongest partner was the Black Coalition Against COVID, which was led by Dr. Reed Tuxin. Mm-hmm. An amazing, amazing. He did amazing work uh, in making sure that he was able to bring all the organizations, all the physicians, many of the hospitals 
hospitals together and address this concern. I can say without the BCAC that we would not have been able to have the success that we did as, an, as a company, but under the leadership of Dr. Retux, and it's just one of the things, it was just working tirelessly of addressing this concern and addressing this problem that affect all of us here. What are some of the other big issues that, that BlackDoctor.org is addressing now? Yeah, I think one of the things we've seen some interest in um, around clinical trials. Right. And so that has been really the buzz that we see happen. We do a lot of work with many brands. Right. We work with uh, many of the top pharma companies and, again, brands as far as connecting brands. Recruiting. Well, just from an awareness or branding standpoint, but from the clinical trials has been a conversation that we that we have at least multiple times a week. How do we actually from a recruitment standpoint? Absolutely. How do we get more people involved? Uh, And I think that the pharma industry is really starting to pay attention and say, hey, we actually need to make a difference here. And uh, that has been a buzz that's been taking place over, over, I'll say, since for 2022. That's great. So what's next for blackdoctor.org? Yeah, I, um, for what's next for us is to continue to work and provide services to our audience. Uh, we're looking at a couple of things. We have a major initiative around Operation Life. And that Operation Life program is really addressing a couple of key areas. One, we want to continue to look at ways that we can make sure that people are treated, right? So telehealth is one of the things that we'll be looking at in expanding into continuing to build out our HCP platform around working with more of those culturally sensitive physicians. How do we make sure that we're providing services to them and then continuing to provide great editorial, right? Without great content, what do you have, right? And so that we spend a lot of time focusing on that. Music to my ears. <laughs> Absolutely. When someone says great content and this horse has been great content. Thank you. Really, Appreciate really. it. You've been listening to the MMM podcast. I'm Steve Madden, general manager of MMM. My guest has been Horace Clark of blackdoctor.org. Horace, thanks so much. Thank you for having me.